Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to the show. It is I, your trusted handler, Brian, welcoming you to another episode of our Dragon. <laughs> dragons of Man. Wow, holy crap. I got Dragons of Man on the brain. No, no, this is our Delta Green. Delta Green scenario. Deep Waters, episode four. You know, that just goes to show you how, how my mind has been working lately. I mean, we've been doing Dragons of Man. We've been doing Deep Waters, and we're doing them like back-to-back -back evenings. In fact, this particular episode, I... I I was almost positive we were going to finish on episode four and it started getting a little long and I'm like, you know what? We're going to go long. We're going to, we're going to stick around and we're going to finish this baby off. And yes, we did. So right here you have the finale of our deep waters, uh, scenario. And I hope everybody enjoys it. Let me tell you, I got to hand it to these two agents, Ramirez, Coldwell, you guys really brought it in, in the finale of the finale, the, the back end of this thing is just so incredible. Even Radke said, you know, the way that the whole thing played out as it started stitching together, it played out like a like a movie. And when I was going through the the scenes and everything in, in my mind and, and actually explaining it to the two guys, and I don't want to give anything away because I really enjoyed it. Um, I kind of felt like we were we were going through some kind of a, a monumental movie-esque type feeling. So you know, I, I can't wait for you guys to listen to it or watch it on YouTube because we have a YouTube channel, World of Heart 20. Subscribe to us, hit that little like bell so you never miss when one of these babies drops. You know, I'm really excited about this. Make sure you leave, leave us a five-star rating and review on whatever podcast app you listen to the show on. I always say that. I know it's probably getting a little old, a little long in the tooth. You're like, beep, beep, you know, scrolling forward every 15 seconds, 30 seconds. Shut this handler up. You know what? This handler, handler loves to talk. I love to explain things like this to you guys because, you know, I really get a venue through here to, to try and tell everybody exactly how important these role-playing games are to myself and the other hard slingers. And Arc Dream Publishing, I, I've been kind of communicating with them back and forth and I'm telling them how much I really enjoy Delta Green and I, I really, really like to work with them. And, I've actually been talking with them back and forth via email and, and it looks like they're kind of receptive towards us. So everything out there that we put forward, uh, we're definitely going to be dedicating to our dream publishing as well as Delta Green and the people that work in that in that facility. We got Shane Ivey, Rachel Ivey and Dennis Detwiller. Thank you guys for putting out such an awesome, awesome game. I hope we do it justice, both my homebrew and your published campaigns. Uh, please let us know if there's anything else that we can do for you. We're here. Remember, write us in at rollahard20podcast at gmail.com. You can drop us a link at the website, rollahard20podcast.com. We're there. You know what? Let's just warm up our dice and top off our glass. Let's finish off Deep Waters Episode 4. I hope everybody enjoys it as much as I did. Let me know if you want to hear more because it's coming anyway. So you be quiet, but I don't want you to be quiet. I want you to write in. Let me know. So you know, honestly, I didn't I didn't think that we were gonna make four episodes out of this. I thought we were gonna wrap this up by episode three, and I'm not complaining because I'm really enjoying it. But uh, yeah, I gotta I have exactly. A, I have a surprise for you, Brian. Too. Oh, should oh, I darken my room? 
Oh, that's the, the, the comic you were telling me about. Yeah, man. DM me your uh, address. I'll send them to you if you want. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to read them. If you want to check them, we'll send them to you too, Junior. All right. I'll bounce them over to his way next. Hell yeah. So, how's everybody enjoying the mechanics of this game? You guys loving it? Still, I mean, cool. I really, really enjoy yeah. this. Um, actually, I need to to talk to you guys about something off air. I don't want to, I don't want to jinx it while we're doing this, but it has something to do with that email, Brad. Gave nice. So, um, yeah, I do have a question about mechanics since we're talking about it. Okay. Um, okay. So this is the question that I asked. I was like, let me, you know, get with you later. So. If we fail a skill check, we put a dash or whatever. Yes. If we get three, we can roll a D4 and add to it. Yeah, I think it's roll a D4. So 1D4 minus one with a minimum of one. I have to, it's kind of funny because I was looking at all the, the skills uh, this afternoon for something else relating to it. And I, I don't remember what it said, but. 1D4 uh, minus one. That's such a weird rule set. With a, with a minimum of one. Oh, so it is right here. Yeah, yes. Okay, so listen, superheroes. improving a skill uh, on the character sheet next to every skill except for unnatural, there's a checkbox. When your agent tries to use a skill and fails, mark that skills box at the end of each session at a 1d4 minus one percentage point to every skill that has a check next to it. So, everyone that minus has a check, one, yeah, 1d4 minus one, but okay. it doesn't say minimum of one, so it's you could get goose egg. So hi, May. Um, so does that mean at the end of each like episode or, or like, um, you know, like the whole deep water scenario, or is it like one, two, three, like, should we do this like three times right now? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm going to say that it was at the end of each session that we completed, not the whole scenario. So, oh, okay. It just makes it easier and it helps get you guys up to speed a little bit too. And I think that's those are really the only ways to level up your character in this system, which which really makes it kind of cool because you don't get to buff up at like I got forty five hit points. You know, it's just like yeah, you know, I got. Oh, the HP is always like super low. Yeah, it's like mine's, twelve or something. Yeah, I was gonna say mine's a little higher than twelve, but I don't know if that has to do with uh, background or anything like that or training. It, well, it was a pre-gen, right? Yeah, mine was a pre-gen. Yeah, so it, it, they already can uh, computed that in there, but I think it had something to do with the your con plus something else uh, divided by two. Junior, did you take the uh, the thing where you get extra skills? You take like a um, hard background or whatever. Like a there's something like I did a thing where I lost a bond, but it gave me more skills, and it was like a basically the crappy stuff that happened and he lost his job and his family that whole hard situation oh, okay no i don't know if i did i got things in remark because mine was the printed out uh sheet yep. so i don't know if i ended up picking anything else on top of it i was telling brian um earlier today actually that like i learned how to play pathfinder with some guys that in retrospect were super hardcore power gamers hello robert whalen um hi and- robert uh, um, if, so like this is just the way I approach games now. I'm like mid max. Uh, I have to get the scores up. By the way, I was right for your hit points. It's the strength plus your con divided by two, rounded up. Okay. Um, then I have one quick question because I forgot. So this 
the double zero and a three. That's just three, right? That's three. Okay. Then I was doing it right. So like for stuff that you, let's say medicine, like I have a zero in medicine. Can I go like in between adventures and do something or you just. No, no that's it. I mean, cause you're not a jack of all trades. You're a specific individual. And that's, those are the skills that you have. Like the, the pilot wouldn't be a good photographer or the computer geek wouldn't be, you know, X, you know, force recon, you know, there, there's, that's why there, there's, there's a discrepancy between the skills set that they have versus what somebody else may have. That would be the exception to the rule, but not the rule. Yeah. Yeah. I like your exception. I like your exception. I like this exception. Uh, <laughs> greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 podcast. It is I, your trusted handler, Brian, and with me, the hard slingers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Episode four of our deep waters scenario. So I got a little stuff that I was preparing for this episode. Um, so you, both you agents, you've got a mission and based on your actions so far, do you see success in this mission? <laughs> Have you seen the Titanic? I think we're going to see it this evening. <laughs> it's getting ugly. I will say that yeah. it's definitely getting ugly. Um, I think that Ramirez went into this thinking he could just bullshit and like spin this whole web of, you know, lies and get these guys or whatever. And it's really gone down the, the toilet. Well, did Ramirez actually think that what's going on was, was going to be what happened? Because I don't even think, I didn't tell you guys about what the scenario. So you went in completely cold. You just knew that the Aqua Fortune had sent in a mayday to the Coast Guard and that they had brought something up off the, off the bottom of the Alaskan Sea. That's all you guys knew. So even as players, you guys didn't know, you players, um, you didn't players. know what was going on. So the whole thing is like, wow, you know, I, I didn't expect this or or a disc on the back of the ship or, or all these other things going on with people dead and shit. I mean, what was your, what was your thought about when you guys actually set foot on the freighter and saw how things were starting to, to reveal themselves and basically unwind? Well, definitely fishy with the whole thing of the ship being a shrimp like cargo ship. And in reality, no one on the ship even looked like work hands. They, we're all soft lanolin, you know. <laughs> except, for, except for one guy. Yeah. One guy, uh, one guy seemed to be a little more like your speed, Coldwell. Uh, but all in all, Heisenberg had informed you that you'd be on this freighter for eight hours until extraction. And you've been on board since 1800, which is six o'clock at night. Right now it's 2030, which is, uh, I'm sorry, 1830 because it's 8.30 right now at night. And you still have uh, five and a half hours left on this thing to Charlie Mike, basically complete mission. And this is what you know. Captain Lester Hampton reported deceased. Ship's engineer Thomas Grew reported deceased. Ship's doctor Mac Morgan, now deceased. Thank you, Coldwell. Good job. You found Oops. crewman Linus Tomlin deceased in a pool of his own blood with a hole in his face. Crewman John Burke, in light of everything he's seen, he's basically gone insane. And before he jumped the moon, he had said that the Aqua Fortune was searching the Alaskan Sea for the disc. 
Uh, first mate Joseph Stevens and crewman Pedro Gomez is basically unaccounted for. Oh, and you have something from the disc which might be alive and loose on this freighter. Yeah. And you had a plan, I'm assuming. Pretty right? much a, you know, run-of-the-mill thing for Delta Green. It's all good. It's um, Panama all over again. As I remember <laughs> it, the idea was to go to the um, to the top of the ship and then draw Pedro up and then have Coldwell kind of lay in wait. And then if Pedro win because we fucking know it's going to happen he's going to try to murder me and then Colwell can kill him okay so here's here's where we left off and i'm going to break the scenes down for you agent ramirez you enter the wheelhouse and you see first mate stevens on the floor in the corner the back of his yellow cold weather jacket blotched with several crimson dots as you look on the grizzly scene you notice that all the paperwork is gone all the maps are missing. Everything that you saw before in this wheelhouse is completely gone. As you're looking around, for the briefest of moments, you notice the frost coming out of your breath, out of your mouth as you're breathing. It's obviously getting very cold. It's getting nighttime. The gales are starting to kick in. And then all of a sudden, everything goes dark as the lights extinguish in the wheelhouse. A few moments later, the wheelhouse itself is bathed in the red emergency lights. Agent Coldwell, you and Ramirez had a plan and you were going to set yourself up in a position low into the side of the wheelhouse entrance. You got, got your weapon ready, looking around, you see Ramirez enter. As the cold gale begins to pick up steady since you boarded the Aqua Fortune, you feel it's getting more aggressive. I mean, you're outside of the wheelhouse as, as this, at this point, and you see a little temperature gauge on the side of the command deck, and it reads 31 degrees. As you look out across the deck of the ship, past the gantry and towards the disc, the exterior lights blink out, bathing you and everything else in pitch black. A few seconds later, the red emergency lights kick on, and you see inches in front of your face a large gray head with two huge eyes that are obsidian in color. Make a sand check. Fuck. Twenty-five. You take one point of sanity damage as this thing stares right into your very soul. Am I paralyzed? Or not yet? Can because I what we're going to do is we're going to do a power contest so you're going to see on your page that he ha that you have a power skill or a power right. number mess him up june powerball this is straight up mental to mental at this point oh there it is i see it Ooh, i got a 44. so as this thing tries to pry into your mind in an attempt to control you, maybe maliciously, maybe not. It, you see, it, it struggles to do so. Perhaps it's suffering from the same elements that you are as well. But for the briefest of moment, you would see what, would best, what it would be like to actually have piloted this disc as the waters of this planet roll beneath it. Through the transparent hull, you notice a vessel on the water 
that fires something at the disc, forcing it down into the water's depths, where you waited alone for years, decades possibly, until the disc was brought back to the surface. And in that instant, you hear in your mind, I want to go home. This gray creature then looks away from you and darts back down the stairs and into the crimson diffused lighting that illuminates the railing of the freighter. And you just squat in there, weapon still in your hand, never once fired it, but you're just, you're standing there. What would you like to do, Ramirez? Ramirez. Are you frozen, Racky? No, I see him bother. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. I was waiting for him. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, shit. Because you're doing the whole thing with him. I'm sorry. Um, okay. I'm intrigued think... by your story. Uh, yeah, it was good. Honestly, it was good. Was good. Uh, you need to make a, so a pal save, dude. <laughs> you see flying in a disc above the wall. Um, okay. I think. All right. When the lights go. Um, all wonky i think he's gonna duck down and kind of get his bearings um is there anything in the room with ramirez do i see anything just you in the corpse of the first mate that's it the rest of the wheelhouse is a derelict but i want you to make an alertness check while you're there uh, 44 over 40. you don't sense or feel anything it seems odd but you just can't make the connection of what that means okay um the the coffee that they were having earlier was that from this area yeah like is there like a mess around um there was this, just like a like a hot thermos with a couple of paper cups stuff along, I, along the back wall I, I honestly feel like ramirez wants a drink so i kind of want to start looking around and see if he can find like a like a vodka, like somebody stashed something. You see him just like, ah. Uh, you just see this guy digging around out of hand. red lights, trying to trying mm -hmm. to find something. Go and make a search check. Can imagine this. Coldwell's outside, like freaking out. Well, this, this is taking place over like a span of like yeah. five seconds at the same time. I'm over here getting my J Johnny Walker on <laughs> and you're like in the back. Fucking um, freaked out. That's going to be a 41 under 60. Under 60? You don't see anything in any of the cabinets, but as you're digging through the trash, you see like old paper cups and stuff. You do find an empty bottle of whiskey in there. It's completely empty though. I think he's still going to like open it up and he tries just that little, like that tiny drop and that like taste on his tongue. He's like, ah. <laughs> Jeez. And uh, Jones. He's just, yeah, I needed it, baby. Get me through the night. Um, so, once you roll a d20 for me, since we are rolled a hard 20, 11 and above, might get a little. I got a, I got a nine. Yeah, no nip. Sorry, no, no. Okay, he's still no dry. luck. Um, I guess I'll look and see. Do I see what's going on with the Coldwell? No, you don't. In fact, Coldwell, Coldwell. After this has happened, what do you do? A little freaked out, but uh, can I make? I know it's not a human, but can I make a human check to see if 
whether I feel like that was an illusion or am I getting like a POV vision of what what happened to our uh, unknown friend here or foe? Yeah, go ahead and go ahead and make that make that roll. Sorry, I didn't have my I didn't have my folder open here. I should have had it. Open. Ah, just got a four. Four. That's under. So you almost feel like you were seeing something through the eyes of somebody else, like an actual occurrence, a historical event in this entity's life. Okay, so I'm seeing it like through his eyes. Right. Okay. Shoot, I'm freaked out about this, but um, I mean, well, I'm going to continue with the plan. You said the power's back on. We could still... No, it's all emergency power at this point. It's all red lights? Okay. Um, I'm going to try to get Romeo's attention and kind of like pop my head up and you know <laughs> yeah. Romeo we good you were like he kind of sees you waving comes to the door yeah Can and it's, it's the, door? the wind's blowing so you're not just gonna say hey Romeo how you doing I mean it's <laughs> like even though you've really got struggling. this cold weather parka I mean it's freezing out there and you got a really bang to be heard at this point if you're All right, at that point, I'll just walk in because he's the only one in there that I could. Well, I can't even see him in there. I just know he's there. I'll Burke's just in there in. too, right? Is Burke in here Burke, too? You guys left Burke, Burke down in the hallway. Uh, I thought he was just like creeping out in here. Yeah, um, he was. He's... He was. He was a puddle of uh, mush of uh, mushrooms of mashed potatoes. He was just fried. <laughs> <Puddle of> mushrooms. <laughs> I feel like when, when you come in the door, I imagine that Ramirez just like grabs the door and he's like pulling it closed and uh, he's just like yeah yeah get in <laughs> we're gonna catch our death of cold out there <laughs> do we have to There's gotta be another know, way to do this nail the door shut no use two boards use two boards <laughs> you gotta nail it shut what uh what do you th what do you think all these lights what do you think happened are, are we taking water i don't know if we're taking water but it definitely looks like someone's trying to sabotage something something it... something's changed cold why don't you make an alertness check while you're in there 96. That's probably going to put me over. My goodness. Yeah. Horrible dice. That makes me think, yeah. though, are there any, like, readouts we can, cons like, you know, a lot of times on ships they have, like, a, yeah, they you, do know, have, you know, blinking got, red light or whatever. You've got the wheel and you've got the, the instrument cluster and whatnot. Tell me what you'd like to do. Is, I mean, do I see anything that's just like, this section of the ship is fucked? <laughs> like a big, like, red thing? Ironically, a couple things you do notice is that none of the lights are on on the instrument panel and all the needles are pegged to zero, including any type of engine RPM or anything else like that. Yeah, because we used to have the, the generators on at one point. Like everything's dead. But I mean, this thing should still be able to um, to float. My dad had a boat and, you know, it, 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 as long as you're not taking on water, just sit here. Well, I before mean, this flight, I mean, I had something that floated as well, and it was just hanging out. But use that little pocket <laughs> flashlight and see if we could uh, get something, the backup generators going. And real quick, he's going to do a scan, too. Like, he doesn't want to get, because he's super paranoid now, he wants to make sure that Pedro's not coming up. Like, take the light and just do, like, a 180. Well, I'll watch You're the spinning door. around in the wheelhouse, right? The wheelhouse mm -hmm. is probably no bigger than the room I'm in right here, which is like 15 by 15. 
Okay. What's, the, what's the play, Coldwell? I mean, if this thing's dying, I feel like this guy's done all the work for us. Um, if we can get this uh, get this thing sinking, get in one of those lifeboats, we're done. We're home free. Well, here's the thing. I mean, I was outside, and I think I ran into whatever everyone's freaked out about. And I don't think it wants to hurt us. I think it just wants to go home. What do you mean? I It tapped into my mind somehow. It, I believe I felt like I was watching things through his eyes. I was watching, we were, I was flying over and I got shot down and I was waiting for my companions to come get me. It feels See, like I've been yeah. there for ages. Uh, you see Ramirez's little like tape recorder coming up like wow um, <laughs> state your name that's, good. Yeah. Um, that's insane so you, you think this thing is not hostile I don't think it's hostile to us yet I mean well, it, not- we haven't tried hurting it so I think it just wants to be found and, and returned back home well, and if it if it came up on you on out there while you were alone, it could have done anything to you. Well, if it wanted to hurt us or hurt, did it me, touch you? Besides the mind touch, it didn't even make contact with me. Show me on the first mate where he touched you. That's right. Should... See that part that's missing. <laughs> Let me turn it over. Spread the. Um, okay, he, he didn't physically touch me. I just saw him, and he somehow put the vision in my head i don't know what we could do to help something like this you know i mean we can't we 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 have no way of getting this thing home like if we if we get bring this back you know the boys at the lab are just going to rip it apart i've seen independence day i agree with you i mean we take these things we take all kinds of artifacts to warehouses and we don't even know what's conducted on them i don't i mean uh, this could just be something that they discover some kind of weapon or find a way to weaponize it. And who knows, it could just sit in the back of a shelf in a warehouse somewhere. I still think our best, um, our best chance is to just sink this thing. I mean, all good intentions aside, we're as good as dead. The longer we stay on this thing, you, you know that this whole thing's gone to shit. And if anything, if the creature might've been able to fix this shit by now, I think he would have probably already done it think he might need something else no but i i think i feel like this pedro's killed everybody else and there's only a matter of time till he comes after us we, we at least got to keep moving all right uh is there can uh coldwell make a search for like any Where's other he? well that too He's gonna need a drink don't after look that. in the trash can <laughs> <laughs> damn it ramirez <laughs> could have just done it off the, t- the side of the boat um can we find any like emergency? <laughs> That's the worst though, because the wind hits it back in your face and then you get like yellow snow. Is there any like emergency like flashlights in this uh, wheelhouse? Something better than like a pocket flashlight? Flare guns. Flare guns. Why don't you go ahead and roll like Fucking katana swords. I was watching Highlander earlier. It was awesome. 75 for search. Had to be under 50. 
I said roll a d20, but that's fine. Okay, so oh, you did you? you? I'm sorry. Anything? No. Found oh, shit. Damn. Everything um, looks pretty much uh, basically gaffed out of this place. Okay, so they took everything, like maps, flashlights, everything. Nothing left behind in the wheelhouse. Definitely nothing to to for anybody else to use. Like even that third cold weather jacket, gone. Well, it's either that or uh, I feel bad just like setting a trap and blasting this guy because that's not who Ramirez is. Um, we could try to like apprehend him. You're a U.S. Marshal, like you know, maybe we uh, tie him up or something. Not too well. If we get our hands on him, we can. But I'm not too familiar running around in ships. I don't. I don't know how to clear a ship this size without running ourselves into a corner. Yeah. Um, I don't know tactics, so uh, we either we either sit here and wait, or we try something something else. You want to try something sneaky and call him, bring him to us. At least then we're in control. Yeah, let's do that. I mean, what else? Do you, you've been fine, and you've been in the ship before. Oh, me? Yeah. In the ship? I've been here well, as long no, as you No, no, like the, uh, the artifact we found. Is there anything that we might be able to use to either, one, dispose of the ship? What and artifact? artifact? I didn't see any artifact. of laser guns. Or, I mean, when we went in, it was smooth metal. And then the two bodies inside, um, unless we let those things free and let them attack Pedro. Those things look crispy critters. Yeah. Crispy well, they weren't, critters. they weren't that way. They were just dead. Maybe Captain America needs Iron Man and uh, the Winter Soldier. You know what I mean? Bring them back. Um, that's too bad. He needed some paisans. Um, I think. I, I mean, think is think about it though too. If he was down there for decades with his two dead friends, just the whole time, that's all he had. Did he roll any points? Yeah, <laughs> he might be already batshit crazy right now. I still think the fact that the thing didn't uh, like come after you and physically just you know slaughter you, it's it's not the worst of our fears. Yeah, um, I'm more worried about Pedro, like you said. If this thing. This thing had its opportunity to to maul me if it wanted to, and it didn't. We're um, because they called us up here before, Brian. Um, is there an intercom system? There is. There's a PA system. That's uh, imagine that the head, the handset is right alongside the uh, the wheel con, like the con for where the the wheel is at. Now, I have a thirty in disguise. Would that count for me to disguise my voice? Oh. Uh, sure, we'll give it a shot. Yeah, I mean, it's I got to roll low, but my idea would be that I'm gonna call him up here, but not as myself. Call okay. him up and kind of like recreate the inflections of what I heard before, like uh, Pedro Gomez to the to the bunkhouse. Uh, Pedro Gomez to the bunkhouse. And as you grab the handset though, and you take it off, you notice that the cord itself has just been cut. You're just hanging on to a, a, a dead cord on this thing. Yeah, I think we're going to have to um, go on the internet for pizza. Damn it. I was really hungry. Hope they delivered. Dang. Pedro is... Okay, so...
just to re recover. Captain's dead. Stevens is dead. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, you believe that the captain has been reported deceased. We you have not seen yeah. his body nor the engineer's body. Now, that's an idea, too. We haven't, because they said they put him in freezers. Yeah. I, kinda, I felt like it was a dead end, but we can go <laughs> check it out. Um, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm worried about getting trapped into a corner. So if we do that, we need to do the old, like, back-to-back. -back. I'm okay with that. Uh, and I believe the freezer was actually in the front of the boat. Yeah, it was in the second deck, right? In the second the, level. The deck right below you where all the cruise room crew rooms were at. The freezer was to the bow on the starboard side. If you'll look at your overhead view of the freighter, you'll see that there's those crew quarters. Yeah, I say uh let's I don't think there's anything else up here for us. We could just go and see um if anything else maybe their bodies had something on them maybe he he did have a gun or some liquor <laughs> kind of keep the eye on the prize yeah all right uh there's only one passage and that's to the left of the boat that's that on the, the port, side. Stairs, port yeah. side yeah that's the main entrance uh actually i have to look at the at the i think there's two doors well, there's, I think one says down, up and down, and then another one says up. Yeah, but you'll be going in the, see where it says lounge? Yeah. That's actually the sick bay. There's a, there's a door there. It's kind of hard to see it. There's one on, on either side. And you could imagine that the hallway goes through both, through both sides. Oh, okay. So as we're walking, Ramirez is like, I'm just going to go on record. I think it's a bad idea. If this is nothing, I say we go back, whatever that tool room was, and we start blasting this fucking place, and we get off this fucking boat. Well, you gotta remember, our ride ain't showing up for another four hours. Yeah, we just take the speedboats, man. We'll be at uh, Caesar's Palace before you know it. I'm gonna this, in this weather? On this map real quick. That's the way the style. Are at. You see Wilson. these two doors I just put on right there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They enter into the mess, and then they go along either side oh okay okay i see head on here what <laughs> i do see a lounge is there is there hooch in the lounge the this lounge has missing. actually been converted into the sick bay that's where you fucking took <laughs> care of he's like in there drinking isopropyl alcohol what are you guys gonna do all right to the uh freezer, freezer. okay so you guys make your way past Tomlin's body, past Burke, who's still just leaning against the wall. Just, uh, uh. And it's dark as hell in here, too. You see, like, the sporadic red light along the corner of where the, where the passageway meets the ceiling. And as you get, you know, you see a crew quarters on your left, another one on your left. Uh, you see one on your right, another one on your right. And as you make your way towards the end, you see a single uh, hatchway that leads fo more forward. And it says freezer on it. Uh, through the hallways, were any of the doors open or were they all closed? They're closed. 
Okay. And I'm assuming we don't hear any like ominous footsteps behind us or anything like that. Hey, right, make an alertness check. That's an 80 over 40. You do not hear anything. I think we're good. He must have just jumped off the boat. Uh, he might be hiding somewhere. He was a little guy. He's taking a, a power nap. Um, yeah, so what does this freezer look like? Is it just one of those, like, pull the latch? What is it? No, no, it's it's an actual panel. I mean, like a, like a passageway door that mm-hmm. leads to another room, so... So you tell me what you want to do. I got this cat crying out. Can you hear that cat crying on the other side of that door? Oh, it's on the other side? I thought it was in the room with you. Yeah, no. Why? Is it that loud? (laughs) No, I just... Well, you looked down like earlier. I thought it was like next to your foot. No, it's like you could hear her totally scratching against the door and everything else. And She wants to be on the show too. She wants to be on the show. Ah, She's not coming on this show. So Um, tell me what you would like to do. Um, um, I'll, I'll open it because I, I feel like I should be like if, if my hands are busy, like your hands can be punching or something. OK, uh, I was going to say, Ramirez, you want me to stand at the door to stand guard? At least yes. that way no one can sneak up on us. He's kind of like he like puts his hand on your your arm and he's like, I, I think if anything happens, you're probably the better one to, you know, be in charge of that. So, uh, yeah. Um. Ramirez will open the freezer door. Okay. You open it up and you see that before you is, is a large hold. It's, it's not just a little pantry. It's not a little tray or whatever. This is where they're keeping the majority of their frozen perishables and other and other things. And as you look inside, it, it's dark. There's no red light in this in this portion of the ship at all. So all you see are just things like you see darker shadows beyond where you're standing at. But you can't see any further into the room from where you're standing outside. Break out the old pocket flashlight. Sweep it from left to right, left to right. And you see frozen goods. You see frozen meats. You see all kinds of other perishables and whatnot. And as you sweep to the right, you see on the floor two... I, I guess lumps that are covered with tarps. They appear to be uh, between five and a half, six feet long, covered over with these tarps that are very reminiscent and other ones that you saw covering up that disc up on deck. I think as we're moving, you hear Ramirez kind of like muttering under his breath. And if you listen really closely, it's like the periodic table. He's just like nervously reciting it. What do you see down there? Uh, it looks looks like bodies. Let's see. So um, he'll reach out and pull the tarp aside. You pull the tarp aside and you see an older man. He probably looks to be maybe in his late 50s, early 60s. Scruff. And you just see this, this look of fear on his face. It's just, it's frozen in time. You see his his eyes are, are wide open. You see blood frozen at this point where it had pulled around the corners of his eyes and went down to his ears, which themselves also have frozen blood. You see frozen blood at the corners of his mouth and out of his nostrils and just this just grimace on his face frozen in time. 
Why don't you go ahead and make a sand save against that Ramirez? Having seen something so horrific. That is a 20 under 63. Okay. It's probably not the worst thing you've ever seen. So even though you feel like you should be mortified by this, you keep your emotions in check. I think he's just like, and this is exhibit A of why we need to get off this boat. I know, I know what you what you saw or experienced, but if that thing could do this to these guys, I don't get a good feeling for this Coldwell. What do the bodies look like? They're all mauled up. Oh, you didn't see this? Oh man! Yeah, he, he describes door, so. it. Oh, I thought you were right behind me. He's no, like, he like looks and he's like, "What the fuck?" Now you just pulled the one back. You didn't. Yeah, I'm assuming you didn't look at the other one. So, um, sure, I like getting creeped out. Um, so I'll pull the tarp off that one too. And you see, this guy's age, man. You see a a younger man than obviously the this older guy next to him. He probably looks in his early mid thirties, Caucasian, uh, blonde hair, cro- closely cropped. And go ahead and make a uh, a search on this individual as you're looking him over. He's got the same facial features of of fear with the blood frozen all about him and whatnot. And as he's doing it, he's doing his uh, recording just exactly like you said. Um, older Caucasian man, uh, presumably Lester Hampton, uh, deceased individual, uh, seems to be uh, blood cotted around the ears. Uh, da, da, da. That is a 50... <laughs> 50 under 51. 50 under Thank 51. You. This younger man obviously is not Lester Hampton. From what you recall, uh, this man is Thomas Grew. He was another one of the... He was the ship's engineer. And as you're looking at him, you notice that this is probably the only other individual that you've seen on this freighter who has rough hands. He's another worker type. Hmm. Yeah. Pedro by himself. Coldwell, man. Uh, these, these bodies look horrible. Look at their faces. They're, uh, I don't know. Can I, like, like we discussed, I, I feel like he would want to document this. He'd want to, like, take some pictures and stuff. How you want to take those pictures? You got a camera with you? Yep. I have a digital camera. Um, and the same thing, he's just uh, talking about it, but he's at the, he's like, I, I don't know, Coldwell. Can I just pat down their pockets real quick? Sure. You pat down their pockets. You don't find anything of value on either body. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's much here f- for us. All right. We can continue on. Uh, where else could Pedro be? I mean, this guy was the engineer. He was probably in charge of the uh, tool room down by the engine bay. Isn't that we we saw something down there earlier, right? We met someone down there earlier. We saw. Um, I think we saw Tomlin down in the tool room. No, you met. Burke down Burke. In, the, uh, in the engine room. Yeah. That's where he wanted to meet with you and and let you know about the stuff and basically what they were looking for and that it wasn't an accident that they that they just happened upon this disc, that it was something that they were searching for. I think, um, yeah, to get across to the engine room, we got to cross back 
aft. I guess that's right. Um, that's right. And, and go down. <laughs> Give him a nat, a boy. Minored in uh, semen and for two semesters. You know there was no minor. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, he's just like, I, I gotta tell you, man. This we, we gotta get off this boat. We gotta we gotta get this thing moving because he's either gonna kill us and uh, I don't think we can save these aliens, man. And they, he are, the alien already killed these two guys just by looking at them. All right. Well, remember, down by the uh, engine room, we did see those oxygen tanks, those welding tanks. I mean, if we got to blow a hole in this thing, it's the only thing I could find that could probably be strong enough to blast a hole through this steel. I think that's the move. As you guys, are, are you leaving the, the hallway back out onto the, to the deck? What are you, yeah. where are you guys going? What are you doing? I mean, we're we're trying to find Pedro, but if we can't find him, then he's gonna be stuck on the boat. Okay. So you guys get back out onto the deck. It's extremely cold. A little bit later, wind's still going, and you hear this rumbling, like a, a deep throaty disturbance in the ship. It actually, causes the ship to start rocking, and it's somewhere. A few levels down beneath you, but it felt like it came from the bow of the ship. You actually feel the ship list. And as you guys grab the railing and look out across the deck, you see just on the far side of the gantry, still illuminated by these red lights, you see Pedro standing there. And he has something in each of his hands. 